All right, so time for another podcast. Uh, lots of exciting stuff going on in tech this week. We've got a bunch of stuff Apple-related, um, so we'll do that first, because that's what most of you are here for. Um, so iOS 11 and watchOS 4 dropped today, which are great, fun upgrades. I don't have an Apple Watch anymore. I have moved on to Android for now, um, <clears throat> but it's always exciting. I like the new heart rate improved heart rate detection that looks pretty cool um definitely uh, a focus on uh, heart health coming from apple which is great to see um especially i think uh you know i've started seeing apple watches on just a lot of people like everyday people have apple watches now they're not just um you know techie or geeky things um i think probably the lower pricing on the series one uh, definitely has helped them. Um, but I like to see the improved heart rate monitoring and like p- potential arrhythmia detection, um, especially uh, women. Heart health is largely overlooked um, and is, I think, the one or two killer of women. Uh, cardiac disease, I believe. Um, so that's great. But anyway, uh, iOS... So I usually have been a big day one person. Like, I'm always, like downloading and upgrading uh, my iOS devices on day one. Uh, for some reason, I don't know if it's like a weird premonition, um, I'd probably recommend waiting 48 hours this time around. I don't know. iOS 11, I don't know if it's all the visual changes. It feels like the biggest upgrade that Apple has had for a while. Um, and I don't know if I'm like bitter over there uh, you know, design changes. I really hate the Apple Music UI that's now everywhere in iOS 11. I I don't understand it. Like the big bold heading, the super visual app store that like is beautiful but also doesn't convey a whole lot of information. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm recommending wait 48 hours. Who knows? At least you know if there are any issues that'll give. Uh, the first early adopters time to iron them out. Um, yeah. And then iPhone reviews dropped this morning for iPhone eight and eight plus, uh, no surprises. You know, it's largely seen as the, uh, safe path. It's iterative on the iPhone seven. Um, like I said before, if you're on a six or a success, uh, and you know, the large screen of the iPhone 10 doesn't necessarily uh, draw you in, especially at the $1,000 price point. The iPhone 8 is a great upgrade between the A11 Bionic processor, the better cameras, the waterproofing, the wireless charging. Um, it's got pretty much everything you could want from an iPhone. Um, and if you're okay without you know, the zero bezels and the crazy 5.8-inch screen, you can save $300 in the mix. Uh, it's still going to do all your iMessage and photos and work with all your Apple stuff and all your great apps and FaceTime. So for some people, it's as good, if not better, of a choice. Uh, moving on from Apple, but still on the issue of software upgrades, uh, Motorola had a bit of a PR problem this week. Um, they essentially last year 
in their advertising promise two major software upgrades to the G4 and G4 Plus line of phones. And then last week when they released the list of phones that would be getting Oreo, those phones were missing. And according to Motorola, they were never supposed to have been promised those upgrades to begin with. Uh, I guess their standard practice is going to be um, that the G line gets one major software upgrade, one version upgrade. Um, So in this case, from uh, Marshmallow to Nougat, not Marshmallow to Nougat and then Nougat to Oreo. Uh, Another saying that they're, you know, going to honor the promise that was made by their mistake. Um, It sounds to me like maybe they promised it last year in good faith and then got around to it this year. And we're just like, okay, guys, we've got to upgrade all the Z phones and the G5s from this year. Let's see what we can do on skipping the G4. And people noticed and called them out on it. And so they came up with the story about it being a mistake and yada yada. Um, So it sounds like maybe, and it would be great for Motorola to actually put this in like an actual plan or form or written document. Um, But it sounds like the Z lineup will get two version upgrades. The G will get one and the E will get none. Um, The E4 was completely missing from any uh, list or information from Motorola about a version upgrade to Oreo. That means that you could go out and buy an E4 Plus for whatever they sell for now, 130 bucks, um, and you're not getting any version upgrades. So, although the handsets came out like two months before Oreo, it is what it is. Um, Which sucks about budget handsets. I'd hope that Motorola was going to kind of buck the trend because a lot of budget handsets just don't get any software updates. Um, and then, so you're either stuck with a phone that's outdated, you know, not getting the new features and often not getting the security patches either. Um, so you're stuck either buying a new phone every year, uh, you know, 130 bucks every year to have a phone that's, you know, up to date, um, or you're stuck paying more, which negates the whole purpose of getting a budget Android handset. Um, so you're stuck getting like a G5 or even, you know, a Z, um, which just stinks. And so hopefully the way that Google's going to address this and they have to start addressing it, um, for reasons I'll get to later, um, hopefully their path is Android one. There's been a whole lot of, uh, rumors coming out about Android one, which was this program that was started largely for developing countries uh they were targeting india among others um it was sort of a way for manufacturers it's almost like a pixel light program basically google handles a lot of the or does handle the software updates um not you know pixel or nexus speed but similar um the android one handsets have often been you know the first ones after the pixels to get version upgrades. Um, and there have been some rumors that we're going to get perhaps concepts from, uh, Xiaomi and, um, 
Motorola with their X4 uh, under that Android One program, which would be great. That would give people the X4 is supposed to be about four hundred dollars, which you know is about two fifty less than the cheapest Pixel, and then the Xiaomi is currently selling for the equivalent of like two hundred and forty dollars, and it has great uh, mid-range plus type specs. Um, so that would be great. It would be great for there to be an option for people who don't have $600 or $700 to spend on a Pixel to still get a clean version of Android with timely updates um, because we all deserve to have security uh, and even new features. We deserve nice things. Um, on to security. So... Speaking of iOS updates and Android updates and security and patches, um, this week kind of brought to a head uh, the Blueborn vulnerability in pretty much everything that we use. Uh, so one quick caveat, if you have an iPhone that's running iOS 10 or later, um, you're immune. And so this was patched. Um, which is great for iOS users. Uh, but even if you're an iOS user, chances are you ha still have or connect to a vulnerable device. Um, <clears throat> anything running uh, Android or a Linux OS is currently vulnerable. Uh, Android has been patched as of the September 5th, 2017 security update. Um, and this is why updates are so important because I think three, no, I guess it would be four devices, five devices maybe have that security update so far. Uh, the Pixel and Nexus devices have that patch and then the Nokia 5, 6, and I believe the 8 have that patch. Actually, that's seven devices. Um, but it kind of underscores the need to get regular updates. Um, my HTC 10 is still stuck on an August uh, security patch, not to mention Android 7.0, um, whereas the uh, slightly hacked and reflashed uh, Nextbit Robin that I have that runs Lineage OS has the security update um, because Lineage OS, um, this group of volunteers and contributors and maintainers um, decided as sort of like a, I mean, they really, they get donations, but they're not, nobody's making money off of this. Um, they, you know, have decided to maintain their own version of Android for dozens of handsets, um, which always makes me wonder why is it hard for the big, consumer electronics companies that, you know, make millions and billions in revenue, um, update things on time. Like, are they not, is there one engineer who's working on software updates? Uh, cause these people that do it for free <laughs> for donations, uh, are able to do it across dozens of handsets. Um, they don't have Android Oreo yet, but if the past history is any, uh, indication they'll be among the first uh, to have it on their handsets. Um, and so it really just makes you wonder, like if people can do it for free 
what's with all these corporations. And I understand that there's like more testing involved, but that should be like on the order of weeks later rather than months later. And the fact that I paid $400 for an HTC 10 in like a end of summer sale and it is lagging way far behind the $100 phone that I hacked and flashed this, you know, community project ROM onto. And, you know, that hacked phone is more secure than the one I got from HTC. Problematic. Um, but anyway, if you own an Android handset, you're vulnerable. Uh, if you're on a Windows machine, you're vulnerable. Um, any of the Bluetooth, like, Internet of Things, like your smart TVs, smart refrigerators, smart thermostats, like, all that stuff is probably running a Linux uh, operating system and is vulnerable. Um, and the advice from a lot of people in, like, the tech industry had been to disable Bluetooth when you're not using it. Um, which I guess, like, sounds easy, but in this day and age, we connect to Bluetooth for everything. Like, I, between, I count three always on, at least three always on connections that are with me almost everywhere I go. I've got my Fitbit, which is set to sync over Bluetooth. Um, I have a car monitoring, uh, system that's plugged into my car that, like, monitors my trips and the health of my vehicle, that syncs over Bluetooth, and then I've got my hands-free in my phone, uh, that's over Bluetooth, not to mention Bluetooth headphones, um, Bluetooth speakers, and so this idea that people are going to turn off Bluetooth when not in use, I don't know how you work that into your workflow. Um, I mean, that is the most secure, but it seems like a lot of work. And, you know, memory power and bandwidth to remember to turn stuff off. But one thing I would, and I don't think people are driving around, like, kids aren't driving around with laptops, like, hacking your smart, uh, your smart TV, your smart refrigerator. What I would say is, um, if you're in a large crowd, like concerts or stadiums or football games, I would turn off Bluetooth, because uh, that's an easy easy target. Um, if you, you know, I don't know, set up a massive hacking program, you know, a hacking program on your Android smartphone, um, you could pretty easily walk into a stadium, um, and be within 33 feet, which is Bluetooth range of a lot of people. Um, so if you've got an Android handset and you're going to a large gathering, turn Bluetooth off just as a precaution, um, until, uh, handset makers, get the September patch out. Um, but yeah, it kind of underscores a bigger problem that uh, Android is facing. And also, for those of us that are in the sort of habit of recommending phones to people, like I love to recommend um, different handsets like for somebody's very specific needs. I hate people that just say, you know, just get an iPhone or... <coughs> just get a pixel because that's more fun than a lot of people need. Um, but when it comes to security updates, those are the securest bets. And indeed, um, those are the ones that are currently patched against this Blueborn vulnerability. So, um, I guess my 
answer to that would be buy the best phone that you can afford. Uh, if you can afford a Pixel or an iPhone, you should probably be on one of those devices, um, especially until the rest of Android land uh, gets their act together, which, cheer up, it may never happen. But anyway, okay, that's it for tech news. Enjoy. Have a great week. Uh, if you've got a new iPhone 8, enjoy that. And uh, happy iOS 11 upgrading, everyone.